All right, so welcome to episode eight of the Loser Hour, and this week I have my good friend Eric Stacy with me, and we are going to get into a whole good old list of stuff, aren't we, Eric? Oh uh, yeah, of course we are, Johnny. You know how we do. <laughs> we got a wide range of stuff <laughs> this, right this here. This is going to be another easy one. So yeah, um, the loser list this week is going to be we're going to talk about cannabis the potential of the medicine side of it and all that. And then we're going to talk about like vendor, big box retail stores versus mom and pop shops. We're also going to talk like the return of the art. What is it? Uh, artesian culture. Or type yeah. Of, the craft yeah, wave, craft wave of craft beers, the craft food, all that kind of shit. And then we're going to talk game of Thrones and the freak out of game of Thrones. Cause neither me or Eric were part of the 1% as Eric put it that hasn't seen Game of Thrones. So these are all good old topics that, that Eric came up with and and we're gonna just I'm I'm gonna let him roll because he's got he's got the he's got the steering wheel on this one. So let's just get right into it. Like you you wanna start with the cannabis stuff because I'm I'm interested in all the cannabis stuff. Yeah, so I'm, here you go. You can so, take a peek at that while I while I take a yeah. lead on this. Um so basically what we want to talk about today on this is not only uh, the uh, potentials in medicine, as we all know that it holds a lot, but um, I found it pretty interesting that um, they had derived a new seizure medicine. I don't know if you heard about that, but was recently FDA approved, I believe. I read in an article. Uh, it's yeah, I remember seeing seizures. something along the lines of that when I was scrolling through Twitter one day about something along those lines. Yeah, it was they, released they, by was Bear, like, if I believe. Yeah, there's some type of camp. Yeah, there's some type of stuff. Yeah. It was it was pretty interesting. I found that, but uh, along the lines of medicine, I'm I'm more interested on the other side of uh, what can be done with uh, cannabis. Not yeah, only the the, uh, the seeds, but the stalk and the plant the itself. Hand. Yeah, yeah. From bringing back can um, canvas, uh, we can actually uh, you know do a lot less ground pollution because we we do grow a lot of cotton for our fabrics and cotton. You know, I don't know if most people know this, but cotton's known for scorching the earth. Actually, it uh it depletes rather fast. You know the the soils the minerals that it contains. So it's a, uh, it's, it's really rather a, a good choice to switch over considering the fact that, you know, cotton only grows once a year and in certain areas of the U uh, S you could actually pull, you know, four, maybe five crops of hemp. And uh, I found that to be pretty interesting on top of that. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, this, this uh, site, you, you, this graph you gave me and yeah, it's interesting. All the different things you can use for the stock and for the seed. It's just yeah for the for the stock you all the textiles and the different you get into all that because yeah this yeah, is, it's, it's, it's just it's it's interesting I I know you can make like fabrics and stuff like that but the bags and shoes and socks and stuff like that that's you know I know that there's stuff that you can make out of hemp but that's that's crazy that you can yeah that all the other that's the know, one the, thing that the, I found the most interesting out of fiberboard and stuff like that like you can make that out of the hemp that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you want, go ahead and type into Google hempcrete. I think you'll find that pretty interesting. It's it's a rivaling um, red brick now, and it actually makes houses um, more uh, energy efficient and not only that, eco-efficient, not only for you but for the environment to live in because uh, hempcrete is actually a, a live filter. So it um, cleans the air as it exists on the structure, which is pretty interesting, and it's a, it's a semi It's not semi-permeable but it's last, a passive last 100 years yeah it's, it's a passive brick compound 
Yeah, the, it, and it's really interesting looking. It looks exactly like bricks do, you know. Really yeah, so it, it breathes, it breathes, it, yeah. it retains energy a lot like uh, most other things do. Uh, thermal mass, it'll heat up, you know, store the cool energy on the inside, store the hot energy on the outside. And the same thing, it, it acts like an actual barrier. The house breathes and expands. So as it gets hotter outside, the outside expands. You okay, know, yeah. Keeps you inside your house cooler. So when you run your air conditioner, you're running it less with less insulation. Interesting. And building material at the same time. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's you know you've got biodegradable all the, well, plastics. Well, you know all the stuff like the plastics. Everybody's all up in arms about plastic, and it's like why I'm, why not? Like yeah. it makes sense, but things that make sense usually don't go over well here. No. It's like we could you know desalinate desalinization plants. You know, it's like those are no brainers, but for some reason we don't do that. And then there's like uh, nuclear energy is also a no brainer, but for some reason we don't do that either. So yeah, I see with the, I can uh, see how hemp is like a total no brainer, but why aren't we doing that? But it makes so much sense, you know? Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the world market and the way that everything's in place. But I do think, honestly, that we are, we're within a cultural turnover here yeah. in the next couple of years. You know what I mean? I think it's going to come a lot faster than most people lead to believe it to. You know, some people think it'll be 10, 15 years from now. I think it'll probably be less than five before a good majority of the yeah, hectare. Well, it's very possible. I remember having an argument with you about this, like that we, uh, that I was, I, I was saying that it, that weed will never be fully legal in, in California. I was like, there's just too many people here that, that have too many interests to protect, whether it's, they know it's the right thing to do or not. Yeah. And I was totally, you know, totally, totally fucking wrong. The last time it came yeah. on the ballot, it passed. And I was like, holy shit. I was genuinely surprised that it passed because just knowing, even though California is super liberal, it makes sense that it would be legal here. But just the way that they, being super liberal for as long as they were, they, they, they still didn't pass the last time. So I was like, yeah. it, it's just these people stuck in their ways, and this is how it's going to go. They, they have interest to protect, and somehow they, they barely squeaked by, and they got it. But then they put all these fucking weird regulations in place and all this stuff to make it harder. But at the same time, it, it's good for getting all this other, you know, like, if we're talking about, like, concentrates and stuff, it's good to get that type of shit that's not ma processed the right way and made the right way. Yeah, you often. definitely don't want something yeah. that's got so bacteria, it's chemicals good, in yeah, it going so, through some so it's good to have, body. Yeah, so it's good to have a, a, a testing process that the, you know... That the yeah, the regulations yeah, and the, the regulations that the state provides. So I'm okay with that kind of stuff and pesticides and stuff, making sure that that kind of stuff isn't used. So, yeah. But it's still it's just a, a hoops to jump through that. Yeah, I think it. I think it has a lot to do with, um, like I said, it's it's the commercial turnover industry, which kind of brings us into our next topic. If you want to, for real, um, um, for example, uh, the reason why we're saw you know legalization of cannabis in California is it's becoming a whole different type of culture. You know how wine tasting used to be big. Now we've got wine tours in California, and there are yeah. companies like um, Marlboro. I read an article that. Um, that said that Marlboro was looking to discontinue selling a majority of its tobacco products and they were going to switch over to cannabis and hemp related products. So I found that to be really interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a complete change for yeah. a leading tobacco company. Definitely. That's, you know, definitely been around forever. And it's because here's another, th I mean, this is another thing that it's, it's, we've made smokers like over the last, you know, fucking 20 years we made smokers, the enemy, like smokers yeah. are fucking they're up there with like fucking just 
the worst even of though the it worst. was so casually made out to be cool for the last yeah. two or three decades yeah. which was really weird but now it's like you, there's certain places where if you're smoking a cigarette on the sidewalk you can get arrested oh like, yeah what the fuck like they make smokers like evil and you know people look at smokers and they look they look you bad you know they look give you this look like if they're not a you know and there's certain so it's, I, I could see that how how these type of companies they they've been run down for so long that it's like I can see the the market shift and they see the money on the other side and it's like okay let's do what we did with this no but over here and uh, and that's new. exactly what I'm saying is a lot of drive is you know it's it's the money based you know where we live in one of the most expensive states in the continental U S if not the expensive most expensive state and also New York for sure yeah. And yet you've got people complaining about how we're making, you know, funding cuts to educations and sports programs and we don't have money to pay for, you know, public stuff like roads and sidewalks and, you know, keeping schools going, after school programs, libraries and stuff like that. And then, you know, you've got states like, for example, you know, you, you said California was late to the ballot on voting cannabis in as a legal thing. And then, you know, you had Washington, Oregon and Colorado, you know, you know, running, you, running to the even, finish line. Even Alaska with it. before. Exactly. Sure Alaska even, got yeah. it before. Oh, they did. They did. Yeah. They were in the uh, second year. I think it, yeah. it was uh, Colorado. Then it was Oregon, Washington and Alaska at the same yeah. time. And then we were yeah. voted in the year after that. But it's yeah. like, you know, how are you going to how how are you going to like deny what yeah. was it in their in their first year in Colorado made something over four hundred and eighty five well, million dollars. Even like like even like states like Texas have decriminalized. Like yeah. even even the most strict states have decriminalized for medical purposes, which is already showing something that it's like these are the most these are the the strictest states on on any type of marijuana law and they have a decriminalization. Some states don't but yeah. th- it's getting to where there's a majority of People wanting that decriminalization, and then there's a good portion that are full legalization, yeah. and it's it's not on the federal level yet. So there's the federal stuff that you have to deal with, and the possibility of you know raids and stuff like that. But exactly, that's the the issue. But it, if you're in a state that's legal, then you know you just if as long as you follow the the guidelines and everything you should be fine you won't have the feds come in and, and look yeah exactly at you. you you know you, you're not going to get looked at unless you get a reason to get looked at is exactly. normally the thing you know what I mean and like that's the thing too is it's like I feel like the you know the states that are going for the decriminalization I feel like they really should you know go back and you know what I mean with a certain amount of discretion if somebody's got a cannabis related crime conviction yeah, you know they should how many of those are flooding our prisons yeah. right now causing they you know should. what I mean taking taxpayer dollars and whatnot well, that's and that's something that I'm pretty sure is going into this whole thing that I I it, it's it it's the whole thing that they they planned the, of the um I, I'm, I'm blanking right now it's the um the the agreement that they came up with uh, Trump and, and 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 Kardashian they talked about prison reform and that was one of the things that they talked about yeah and I remember they drafted you're talking about Kim of, right yeah, where she got yeah, some she, sort of she uh, got somebody, seventy odd people yeah, she got somebody out and yeah and, and it's comical as it sounds she's actually trying to be a lawyer without yeah. going to law school which is crazy and she's going to be a lawyer which it, she'll pass that fucking test and and she will be a lawyer without going to any type of schooling for it which will be fucking insane yeah. but 
well, that, powerful people behind her. Exactly. But she, yeah, that, there was something that her, you know, that uh, they came up with some type of prison reform thing that there's something in that that talks about the drug offenses that are low offense drug offenses that are involving marijuana. Yeah, like if you got pulled it's, over and you yeah. have five grams of cannabis on you and you know what I mean? You and got, you're in Texas. They're yeah, going to say you fucking jail for death. two years. Yeah, like, there's no need for that. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that's completely like, horseshit. Really, you know, I, I can go out into the desert and, you know, cut off a piece of cactus, like, you know, cook it yeah. up on the stove. Like, come on, yeah. you know, two, two years for well, five that's grams. The, and that's how you create, you, you create a cycle with those types of people. Because yeah. it could be somebody that's a normal person and they just like smoking weed and then they go to prison and they have to fucking... Yeah, and it screws them for life at yeah, that point, and, and, you know? Because that, cha- that, you know... Uh, 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 a thing like that that changes somebody. That's exactly. not that's not a standard it's experience. Some, yeah, you know it's not what something I mean? that that happens every day. So yeah, you're gonna put some dude who's been working at like a Seven Eleven for the past four years. You know, you, you happen to roll up on him on his break time, and you're a copy smoking a doobie in his car on his break. You know what I mean? It's like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. There's literally nobody around, and now he's gonna go to jail for two years yeah. next to some dude who like stabbed his baby mama yeah, or that's something. There for fucking know? life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his, his, cellmate, homicide his, cell, Grand his cellmate, Theft Auto. some dude that's there for life. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. And now he's and, gonna sleep next to a dude who killed his last cellmate because yeah. he looked at him wrong. Like, yeah. So it's like now, now I gotta fucking either become someone's bitch or stab somebody to. to yeah, make exactly. It here, so and then you know you act out in prison, you're obviously just gonna get more time. So it's like exactly. you can see how easily two see, years is gonna add see, up. I, I would go with the I would go with the uh, I'm gonna hit the prison guard type of thing and go into a solitary, or I'm yeah. gonna do something to make it look like I'm, I need to be in solitary. And even though that sounds horrible. I would just sleep the whole fucking time. And yeah. when I'm not sleeping, I would just fucking, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably just sit there and look at the wall. But, you know, I, I could I could come up with some fucking weird shit. I, I, I have no idea. But I would not want to be in general population. So anything I could yeah, do no, to get Gen in the hole. Not. Anything I could do to be in, in solitary. <laughs> I would spend two years in that shit. Just, well, yeah, I'd write just a book or some shit. Just lock me in a room by myself. I'll write a, a manifesto. Pen, yeah, get a, get a pen, pen and paper and I'll write down all my thoughts that come into my head. Yeah, and just we'll, we'll we'll analyze it at the end of two years yeah. and we'll make a book out of it. Yeah, you know we'll what I mean? Some, we'll do something. That would be you a know, good experiment. Yeah, that's Lock what I'm saying. Lock yourself in a yeah. fucking room now that, now that you say with that. Just a fucking, with just a cot and, and a fucking bucket like mimicking the toilet. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I feel like if you did that, I, I feel like you'd have to do some sort of like Stanford experiment. Like give yourself like, you know what I mean? Cause you, to, in order to get the sensation of solitary, you kind of have to be in an area that gives you the sensation of solitary. You'd have so to be like, in that type of cell. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, um, yeah. It would be an interesting experiment for, if you were to put somebody in solitary confinement for two years that it mimicked a jail cell, yeah. you know what I mean? One hour a day outside, but all they had was access to just unlimited pen and paper. And yeah. that was it. And the, the, it, but, no access to a guard, yeah. like a guard didn't come well, by. Well, just like people in solitary, they get one hour. Yeah. That's all they get. But I'm and talking about like, there's like a door on the back of the room that only unlocked for a certain time. Yeah. It's on an automatic lock, yeah. so you can't you, walk out whenever you want, but there's no, no guard. Yeah, so there's get, no yeah. human interaction. Yeah, it's just you, you in one, a room by yourself yeah. Well, yeah. for two years. Yeah. Pen and paper, yeah. and it looks like a jail cell, but you can go outside, and then there's just a block. That's how yeah. there's, still, there's a little patch of grass, a pull-up bar, and you'd that's be it. fucked up, dude. I, I, you'd go fucking insane. I wonder get, if you would. Yeah, you'd go insane. And if there were people there, that's the thing. If there were people, if there was like a guard, you'd get Stockholm syndrome and like yeah. shit like that. But you would, you would, you would go insane. You would need I to have. You would need to. Ha- it, it could be like, like, as an introvert, I kind of look at it like I could probably do like a week. 
A week? You think he lasts a week? I could probably just do a week, but like literally now that I'm thinking about it, without like anything, with the, like no nothing, no TV, nothing, I would have and like no weed to fall asleep or anything. It'd be fucking difficult. Probably be, and no tobacco, nothing, no nothing, stimulants. You just nothing you get water. All, you get water, water yeah, basic, shitty food, like a piece of bread, and yeah, to, yeah. Like, it would be nothing. And you just literally baked have chicken to, breast with no seasoning. I I would be insane because I would literally talk to myself. And I would get, I would become schizophrenic because I would create, you'd, you'd become sick. I, I would create some sort of character that I could talk to and fucking interact with. Because you'd I'd lose need, yourself in yourself. Yeah, because I would need to have some sort of interaction with something because I would go cuckoo. I would fucking, I'd run out of things to think about. Yeah. Because I could close my eyes and think about whatever, fucking just focus for, on what, and write shit down and fuck with shit. I could probably do a couple days of that, but I don't know if I. Yeah, now that I think about it, I probably couldn't even last a week, dude. That'd be fuck. It'd be rough, especially if you don't have like a comfortable bed or anything like that. Yeah, it'd be fucking tough. Oh, it'd be real bad. Oh yeah, but but then but then that that leads my question is to like you know what I mean? Would would any good ever come out of something like that? You know I don't. I mean? you could, do you think it'd be a self revelant experience? Like you you'd be able to like you could possibly like if you're a creative person, I feel like. You could, and if you had your mind set on something, like, okay, put me in a room and I'm going to write, like, if, you know, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to write a movie or I'm going to, you know, Kind of like Schindler's yeah. List where he locks if himself you, in that if, hotel over the winter. If you set yourself somewhere, like, where it's like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to commit to something, then maybe you could come up with something creative. But if you're like a psychopath, like a fucking prisoner, like, <laughs> I think it would just, or if you, it, I don't know, like, yeah, if, if, if it was like the intention of going into it and creating something while you're doing it, then it could be something worthwhile, definitely. Yeah. Especially if you had, like, a game plan on what you're thinking. Like, I'm going into this doing this. Yeah, you're like, like I'm going gonna, to I'm gonna come out, yeah, you know, it, to just put, put, put head to the paper. Yeah, and, and there are people like um, fucking uh, the guy who um, wrote Sicario, and he also wrote Hell or High Water, and he wrote fucking um, the movie that's on, it was on Netflix, uh, fucking... Uh, God, what was it called? Um, it was a Jeremy Renner, Wind River. He wrote those. Yeah, I saw that. He wrote he wrote those three movies: Sicario, Hell or High Water, and Wind River. All three of them, he wrote in like a six month span on like a coke bender. I read the shit. Want to talk on, about almost yeah. the true definition so, of indie so, right there? So it's like, and then Sicario <laughs> came out first, and then Hell or High Water came out, and then he directed Wind River, and it was like, damn, dude, like this guy, like, and I mean, Wind River's kind of like the weaker one, but it's still a good movie. Oh, yeah. And all those movies are really dark. And it's like, damn, dude. And they all have kind of different themes. One's like, you know, dr- drug. You know, they're all action movies of types, but they're drama act. You know, they all have different themes, but they're yeah. all along the same lines of darkness and shit. It's like, dude, he was going through some shit and he was just like fucking. But that's like, you know, he set himself down. and was like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to write these three fucking movies. Yeah, I'm going to write these three fucking movies right now. And be done with it. Yeah. And. You know, fuck. They 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 don't connect at all, but yeah, they he, have same themes. Like I he said, he literally sat down and wrote three movies. Yeah, yeah, three big time Hollywood movies. Oh yeah, that got his fuck. Sicario got his name out there. Oh yeah, that movie's Sicario badass. And then, yeah, he, he fucking wrote the second one too, and the second one's great. Yeah, I watched Sherrod. Sicario with you. Yeah, I remember t- watching that yeah. with you. You made me watch it. It was good. Uh, it's a fucking great movie. That's a fucking intense movie, dude. Oh yeah, intense. Yeah, intense. Yeah, that's a good one. Hell or High Water is good too, man. That's a that's the fucking. Did you see that one? That's the bank robbery one uh, with Chris Pine and Ben. No, Foster. I don't think I've seen that one yet. 
Yeah, that's a good one. They're fucking like it's kind of like No Country for Old Men vibes, but it's not like as dark as that. It's dark, but it's not like you don't have the killer going after. Yeah. It's two brothers that are that no Anton Sugar. Yeah, there's it's two brothers that are in West Texas and they're robbing banks, and the cop is uh, fucking Jeff Bridges, the dude, oh. and he's a sheriff and he's looking for him. And you know, and Chris Pine's kind of like the cool, easygoing brother, and Ben Foster's like the loose cannon. You know. Yeah. So it's kind of like how the town is, the dynamic between Affleck and Renner, how Renner's like the crazy one and Ben Affleck's like the cool, mellow. Like It's that, but in Texas. It's the same type of movie, but okay. it's in Texas. Okay. And I kind of like this one better than the town. Like The town's good, but the town has like scenes that are really fucking good. There are parts of it, like the ending of the town just pisses me the fuck off. The ending of Hell or High Water is actually really good. And you want to talk about an, a movie ending <laughs> that really, really grinds my gears? I don't know if you've ever seen the movie um, Pay It Forward with the kid that that's, does the whole I see dead people. A fucking Haley Joe Austin. <laughs> yeah, have you seen that movie Pay It Forward? No, I've never seen it. Okay, so I'm, you know what I mean? Spoiler alerts spoiler, for anybody. Spoiler alert this, for uh, this, all the yeah. people that are fans of this fucking movie yeah, that it, I've never heard of. Yeah, it's, it's been out forever, but here Eric it's going to go. Um, <laughs> wherever Eric watched it at. Yeah, no. Um, so basically, it's uh, this this the, the kid from the I See Dead People kid, right? <laughs> And so he's uh he's he lives with his mom and he's something in like I think the the sixth or seventh grade or something like that, and he's like this really you know kind of like you know, nerdy self confined recluse of a kid and uh, his uh his mom is a real heavy drinker she works at like a bartender at like a strip club or something. Or like a or like a ro- like kind of like a Texas Roadhouse restaurant, but with strippers. Uh, it's kind of awkward. His dad's his dad's like an abusive truck driver and stuff, so he spends a lot of time on the road. But this movie already sounds like a total piece of shit. Yeah, but this dude's got um the uh, the other guy uh, who plays the dude uh, K Pax. Oh fucking Spacey! Yeah, it's got Kevin Spacey's oh, teacher. Ass? Yeah, so Kevin Spacey's oh, his God. teacher. How old right? was was Haley Joe in this? Oh, he's still I, a he, kid? He probably like 13, oh, God. 12, Kevin 13. Spacey probably diddled him. Maybe I don't know, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna call it. But basically, Kevin Spacey was uh was his teacher, and um the whole this whole movie comes about out of a class assignment, and so he basically challenges his students, you know, what I mean, uh to find a way to where one person could simply affect the whole world you know what i mean through one simple action yeah and so basically the kid comes up with this idea that you know it all starts with one person being me i'm going to randomly and selflessly help three people and all i'm going to ask them to do is that at some point in time they randomly and selflessly help three people Right. So the whole precursor to this story starts with a guy at the beginning who crashes his really nice Mustang and he's a a reporter or an investigative reporter of some sort. Right. And he's trying to uh, he's trying to track somebody down for something. He gets to a car accident and wrecks his really nice Mustang. It's totaled. He's about ready to be late. This random dude walks up, you know what I mean? It's it's raining outside. This random dude walks up and says, here, take my car. Tosses him to the keys to like a $100,000 Jaguar. And he looks at him like, you're crazy, right? Then he goes, why are you giving me this car? And the old dude's all like, he goes, well, it looks like you need it. And he goes, he goes, any anybody could look like they need a car, basically. Like, why are you giving it to me? What makes me so special? And he goes, well, I was helped by a person in a really random time of need and it was a selfless act. And all they asked of me was that when I had the chance to do the same and he goes, but you're handing me like the keys to a hundred thousand dollar car. And he's all like, 
it's he's like so what it's a car i have money it's a, basically it's a real brewster's million situation yeah exactly and so it's like he's, <laughs> without he, all the million like yeah. you have to spend a million dollars in one day <laughs> yeah, exactly so he just the the old dude looks at him and just goes he goes he goes what about it he's like it's just a car he's like i have money and he goes you look like somebody who could really use a car right now so take my car it's yours and so the dude basically drops his job and you know as a side story that's going on behind all this, it's basically like, it's kind of like a true undercover, you know, where it starts with somebody investigating something and then it goes into yeah. the first person narrative of what they've investigated. And yeah. in the end it comes out. So basically it's the whole story about this dude trying to track down. This becomes his new story. Right. So now fast forward back to when the kids in school, you know, he comes up with this idea. I'm going to help, you know, like I said, three people, all I'm going to ask of them is that they help three people. So, uh, he, he helps this homeless dude. You know what I mean? He sees a homeless guy on the side of the street one day. You know what I'm saying? his mom's taking the bus walking to work you know what i mean it's like fucking six miles you know back and forth to work every day she walks at night you know petite blonde woman probably weighs like 130 pounds soaking wet you know what i'm saying and so um he brings his homeless dude into the house you know what i'm saying lets him shower you know helps him cut his hair feeds him some cereal and shit you know what i'm saying and uh, he lets him sleep in the garage like he hides him from his mom in the bed of a broken down truck that's in their garage because it needs to be fixed. And so uh, the kid goes to school next day, doesn't tell his mom that this homeless dude's just hanging out in the house. You see what I'm saying? So she wakes up midday. You know, she hears some rumbling around in the fucking garage, you know, and then she she opens the door to find the homeless dude fixing her truck. You know what I mean? And she, you know, she first she freaks out. She comes back. I think she has a gun, and she's all like, "You should get the get the hell out of my girl. I'm gonna fucking shoot you." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. Just just watch." He goes to start the truck, and the truck turns on. He's like, "I fixed it for you." He's all like, "It was just something to do with the timing." She's like, "What are you doing in my house? Why are you fixing my truck?" The dude proceeds to break down, and basically, you know what I mean? You tell him, "Hey, you know." I was hungry. Your kid brought me to the house. He let me shit, shower, shave. He fed me a meal. He treated me like a normal human being. And all he asked me to do is to pay it forward to whoever I see help self, you know, selflessly. He's like, prior to me having a drug problem, he's like, I was a really good mechanic. He's like, I fixed your truck for you. And I said, like, oh, he's like, I'll be gone now. You know what I mean? She ends up cooking him dinner. Um, to speed up the end of the the movie, it can basically be summed into you know uh, the teacher. Yeah, it seems like it's just like a nice little movie going on here. Well, so yeah. what's this? Well, it, well, it's it's gonna get you even though you haven't seen the movie. So it turns love story between the mom and the teacher because because um, Spacey's all burned, so he, you know he doesn't he doesn't look attractive. He's so all scarred. And he yeah, needs, exactly. He needs a lover. Yeah, so it turns love story between mom and the teacher. He sets it up, yada, yada, yada. You know, dad comes back for a little bit. There's some this, that. Mom mom has her battles with drinking, right? So um, a side note, the kid that he... What, what's the, the name of this fucking movie again? It's called Pay It Forward. Pay It Forward. I'm going to look up the Rotten Tomatoes because I'm just interested. Yeah, and so um, a little side note, there's a there's a, there's a a group of, uh, of uh, Mexican kids that go to his school, and they're like gang members, right? And so basically after this kid goes, through you know what i mean his ripple effect you know because like it goes through to eventually you know reunite his mom with her mom and her mom's homeless she's living on the streets of the town that they live in and so it goes through the whole the love story you know reunites mom with the mom <laughs> kicks the dad out so fucking cliche yeah. mom stops drinking so right at the end of the movie guess what happens right out of nowhere this the, the mexican gang member kid sneaks a switchblade into school right they go to punk this kid because they like punking him you see what i'm saying yeah and so he, 
like the leader kid pulls out his switchblade and pops it open, right? And they were just trying to scare him. And one of his friends pushes him from behind into the kid that has the switchblade open. So it's Catch, like, yeah, catches him right in the fucking stomach, scares this kid, oh dude. He so ends up so dying from sepsis or something. Oh, so it's a real fucking like uh, American History Act situation. But yeah, straight up, kid dies on like, a hospital bed with his teacher and his mom crying over oh, him. God, like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Yeah, like, after all the good shit, it's just that the movie. It, it's just like he just gets stabbed, and it's like that's the end of the movie. Literally, he literally gets stabbed. It shows him bleeding, falling to the it's ground. Like, moral of this story: <laughs> that being a good person. Will get you killed by a Mexican guy with a switchblade. <laughs> moral, I mean, moral of this story is, uh, I think, because I mean, the, this kid's this kid's school was outfitted with metal detectors. Moral of this story is, is metal detectors don't work. Or yeah, a hundred percent of the time, you know what oh I mean? Because this kid, he literally just walked up and slid I, the switchblade knife between I, two sets of metal detectors. Now that you're talking about I, just a, a bad movie, okay? Like, I did see a movie this week that I just kind of brief. I'm just brief, talking about a bad I movie. I briefly want to talk about a movie I saw this week. And and I I wanted to I, uh, I went and saw this movie thinking okay I probably shouldn't be watching this because it's gonna suck but it's being like talked about like it's you know super Don't bad spit the title out what it's is the it? super bad of the of, super bad of you know like the ne- the next super bad type of thing I don't know man but it's, super bad would be pretty hard to top yeah, yeah it was such an original movie for what it was but it's starring two women and it's from the women's perspective so i'm talking about book smart i went and saw book smart uh it's got the girl okay, that's in that. it, it's got the girl that's in um she's in the the show with um tim allen that's the show that got kicked off the air for like you know tim allen being a trump supporter and they got kicked off and then fox picked him up uh what's it uh he's like he works for like a, sh- a yeah, you're talking about the like, one that has his sons in there too, where they're older. No, it, it, it's he's he's got three daughters in this, and he's he he runs like a Bass Pro fishing shop. I can't remember uh, what the fucking name of the show is, but the one of his daughters is like the main character of this movie, okay. and the other girl is um, she's uh, she's been in a couple other things. You'd see her, she you'd recognize her. She's like she's a, she's a bigger girl that's been in a couple different comedies, and she's she's pretty funny. Did you say but, this was Tim Allen? Yeah, but that's besides the point, man. The, the Tim Allen shit is besides the point. This book smart, it's ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't fucking understand why. Like, it's funny. It had some funny parts, and it's like I said, it's being raved as like the next super bad. But I just don't. I don't get it. Like, to me, I only I, I laughed out loud a couple times. It, it to me, it felt like a movie that is made for a younger generation. A younger generation so would this, get would So this get definitely it. isn't as corny as cock blockers then. I, I didn't see cock blockers. You didn't see cock blockers? No, okay, so, my time. so two two comedies that I enjoyed from last year were, were Game Night and Tag. And they both were, were Tag was they, good. They both Very were good. funny movies that, you know, they had stupid premises but slapsticky, but they were funny, you know. But this movie, like, you know, it's I expected it to be a little bit smarter than yeah. those movies. But it just like the the jokes were just not funny to me, like, and it's ninety seven percent, man. Well, like, that, well, that's the other the, thing though the, is you got to remember the jokes aren't going to be funny to you because you, you we're we're part of the generation that allowed comedy to not only push the envelope but lick it and mail it. But like, like this girl, what we the, let the director Will of this, get away the, with. the director of this is Olivia Wilde. She she's fucking she's older than us. Why? Well, yeah. She just fucking like this movie to me. I feel like I'm just saying after is, all the stuff we've my, been through, this is my perspective of this movie because okay. 
Listen, I'm not like I'm not trying to shit on it because I I would give this movie like a C grade. Like it's a 75. Like it's it deserves so B. So it's a like, solid C. It's a solid C. Don't fucking go see this movie in theaters. But it's something but to watch. It's, if it's you've a got good some it's a funny movie and there are funny parts. Like, you know, one of the girls is lesbian and she's awkward about it and there's this joke about her humping her panda and like her panda stuffed bear and it's yeah. that shit is funny as fuck and there's some shit about like okay so her parents are will forte and the the girl that oh, plays will forte yeah, huh? and the girl that the that plays phoebe from uh lisa kudrow she plays phoebe from, from yeah from friends, friends. so I'm those are her parents watching and, that series and, by the way and, and her her parents are are super christian she's lesbian and her her best friend makes it like super awkward in front of them makes it seem like they're dating and yeah. there's a part where she says you know like you're not the one that when we say we go to the library, that I have to tell them that we're really going to the library and they think we're not going to the library, but we're really going to the library. And I was like, that shit's fucking funny, dude. Like, it's yeah. hella awkward. And they were the funniest part of the movie to me, the, her parents. Like, Will Forte is this super fucking awkward, like, yeah. and he's talking about how, like, he made all this food for them and he's like, I, and they all, like, pun. The food is different puns yeah. towards graduation and all this shit. Because oh. it's like a coming-of-age story. They're graduating high it, school. Yeah. They're... One's the valedictorian. They're they're both like non popular, and they the the plot of the movie is that they one of them she she got into Yale. She's realizing that she realizes that all the people around her that are the popular kids that party all the time also got into good schools. Yeah. So she's like, we wasted our fucking time spending all this time on oh, books studying and, and but not it. having any fun. Yeah. So tonight is the last night, and we're gonna have fun. So it's a good premise. You think, okay, this is going to be funny, and they're going to have some stupid antics along the way. Most of the shit was just like, it wasn't enjoyable. Like, they go to this party of this kid who's trying too hard, and all the gags they use aren't funny. Like, oh, she, you just ate something that's laced with drugs, but it's like the way that they go about it. It's just that trope, and it's not yeah. something we've seen before, but the way they execute it, like, they go into this sequence where they're dolls, which is entertaining. Like, they, they go, like, this is how they're feeling, and they're dolls. Once it yeah. hits them, that's the funny part. But the whole like how you, they got a roundabout yeah, to yeah, that. like you you oh they they walked into the party. Here's this, here's this. Eat, try this, and yeah. oh they ate it, and then fucking you know twenty minutes later they're like, I can't believe you ate that. Oh. Well, why? Oh, it was laced with this, and I was like, what the fuck? Like that makes the, that's like a late yeah, ha ha. You didn't even fucking ex- see that coming, and it's not even really a gag. Like that, how's that funny? And then when they yeah, go, where's into, the punchline to that yeah, at all? Yeah, like at all. When when they go to the dolls, it's like okay, now now it's funny. Yeah. But but it's just the way they got there was not. I just didn't fucking enjoy this movie. There was one thing that really pissed me off. Is like they had a cool teacher. They called their cool teacher to take them to the party. Their cool teacher like showed up and took them to the party. Showed them up to showed up, took to the party, like, you know, had some clothes for them to change into. And they uh, you know, they they fucking they they go to the party, the, the teacher's telling them, like, listen, I'm glad you guys are going to this party. We like I didn't do this. I was the one that was smart and didn't do this kind of shit. Yeah. So she takes them to the party. They get out and go in, and then she fucking like waits there, gets out of her car, and goes in the party. Wait, the teacher goes the into te- the party the too. The teacher, she's Man. like a hot younger teacher. Okay, she goes in and she sees one of the kids who's like a student that flirts with her all the time, uh-huh. and he he hits on her, and she's like, "You're over eighteen, right?" And they like joke that she okay. They walk off, and she hooked up with. Him. Yeah. Then there's like you know 
they go along with the whole party shit that this is the most entertaining part of the fucking movie because yeah, now this, they're the standard this college now party high school party like oh, now you're at the party. high school party and all the shit's okay. going on around all the tropes that are good tropes that shit you know like the the karaoke to get the girl out of her skin type but then there's the part where the, the lesbian girl's finally fucking hooking up with this girl and she pukes all over her. like that shit's fucking oh the and, the, and she, the standard yeah, ca- yeah. awkward casual hookup yeah, that she, ruins she, an even more awkward casualness she's never hooked up with a girl before and yeah, she fucking pukes, pukes on, on her, her first and, one and her reaction to is are you okay and it's are fucking they, hilarious it's like fucking that grand. shit that was the biggest laugh i had of the whole whole movie but they did this thing in the party where they have this big old blow up the two best friends uh-huh. Where they're fucking yelling and screaming and arguing at each other, telling them how they're all bad, like they're both bad friends and blah blah blah. The typical breakup of of like you know a the friendship blo- ending, the, yeah, the friendship blow up that you know five minutes later, there something will happen and they'll get back together. Yeah, but people are filming them around. They never pay that off at all. Like the next day, they're back to being friends, which you know it's going to happen. But that video didn't go viral. Nothing happened with so that. You never video. even used that you context clue at all. The, but they're foreshadowing like the can- people holding the cameras and filming all this shit. And it, it's like, why like do that's that? going to be used later? Yeah. And then the cops come and make break this party up, and the little like innocent lesbian girl gets fucking nailed. She she gets she goes. I'm on crazy diversion. Blah blah blah. Yeah. She goes out. And she gets arrested. Yeah, she gets and nailed. She's the one that goes viral. Of her getting arrested. Uh-oh. Oh, so it's not even the same content. Where that the, the the cops broke this party up. Where was the teacher? Yeah, there was a fucking adult in the house, and the cops didn't find the teacher. They found this. Was she little pass? Was she passable enough for a high school student? No. So she was definitely she was, she was mature. Fine, you would, but no, not. she was yes, yes. She was probably like old, like almost thirty. You know, but she wasn't passing for no, like no, eight, she wasn't eight, passing like for a high 17, school. 18, no, 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 not, not at all. Not even a senior. Not at all. No, not no, even no, somebody no, no. got held back a year. No, no, two no. years. No, 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 no. Summer school. This was a mature woman. You a mature tell. woman. Yes. Okay. That just like why would you even do that? She was supposed to be like the the strong. Like she was like the the role model to these girls. Yeah. She goes and was hooks up the with the fucking. She goes and hooks up with a fucking high school kid. Like like I get that joke, but then they never even pay it off. Like they they never kind of pay it. it they kind of pay it off at the graduation, but she didn't get caught when the cops came and showed up at this party or they don't go back to her. Like they had, they could have had so much where like they go back to her and him after like at the party. like, you know, they could have done so. I don't get this. I feel like the 97 is just lost out. Dude. I feel like the 90, I feel feel like the 97% is critics not wanting to give this movie a bad review. Like, okay. It's a woman director. It's a female cast. And it has a lot of like woke jokes, a yeah. lot of like stuff that's relevant in today's world, and it's a lot of girl power. Yeah, a and lot. I, and I can understand that. So I feel like a critic is just like, oh, if I give this a bad review, I'm not woke. So I'm gonna give it an A plus. It's like fuck. Dude, yeah, or some backlash is gonna come back. To yeah, you. yeah, Somebody's yeah. Call you. Ninety-seven you know percent, I mean? dude. This is this is a better rating than Goodfellas. What the fuck? Like, yeah, that's impressive. It's fucking stupid. Like for a comedy, when was the last time a comedy got that good of a rating? And this isn't even that funny of a movie. Like, yeah, that's impressive. Like, I mean, I I can see girls liking this movie because it's definitely a girl story. But for me, they're saying it's super. It's the next super bad, and super bad is, is like universally funny for everybody for a lot of ages. It's just funny, like yeah, because they they tied a lot into super bad. They tied a lot into super bad. You had the 
you had the the teenage angst of uh, the whole uh, well, the, 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 the typical, triad of friends typical, breaking up for college. Yeah, it's just and, a typical coming of age story, but it's they did it in, in a funny type of way. You know, yeah. so, some people don't like the whole thing with the cops, but I find the whole thing with the cops fucking hilarious. Yeah, because it's like yeah. you know what I mean. It it it, it brings around the uh, moniker and that cops kind of are based you know, on people like, too, everyday the, people too. Yeah, that's kind of know? based on their real like Seth Rogen's real and his, and that Evan dude's real like experiences. They had a couple of cops that they knew that were cool dudes that like they never took them drinking and shit. Yeah, they were cool guys like that that fucked around with. Yeah, them never let them shoot the squad he, car. Yeah, and, none of that hokey shit yeah. like that. But that's just for comedic effect. And, yeah, that's just for the movie movie, but. Having somebody real like that for inspiration for a character in real life I mean, is definitely we, key to that. I, I kind of spiraled off with that one, but I mean, yeah. okay, we talked about the cannabis stuff. Uh, let's get into like a little bit about the the whole big box thing and mom and pop and and all that. Oh, so you want to talk about how big boxes are absorbing each other and slowly yeah, becoming yeah, and, just one and, and giant I mean, monotonous and same, industry? And at the same time, I, I kind of want to. I mean, I would just, I would, I would throw in like I wouldn't even say mom and pop. Like, it depends on where you're at. But I would definitely say like I say mom Am- and pop is a broad, very broad I, definition. I would, I would say Amazon is pretty much taking over everything. Yeah, that's they what I mean by big they, box. They started as a fucking no, no. I, I know that's what you mean by yeah. They, they they started as a straight book selling company, and they're yeah. fucking. They have everything. and then they started out being they the U.S. postal office and delivery. Yeah, they have everything now. So I mean, and like you said, Walmart too is like kind of doing something similar to where you can buy from outside vendors and have them ship to the store, ship to you, and it's yeah, yeah it's there. It's uh, impressive. It is, and and I mean, like it just depends on where you're at for mom and pop type of shit. It, it and it depends on what you're trying to sell. Like if you're you know fuck if you're in Lodi and you're trying to sell fucking like. You go downtown, and like you said, with the whole, it kind of ties in with what we're we're going to talk about with the craft beer. If you're trying to do something with beer and everything, you know, or wine, you you'd be fine. Or like fucking high end clothing, you'd be fine. Yeah. But if you try to do something like a fucking skateboard shop or oh, yeah, a no, record store or something, that wouldn't go over here. Or or a fucking what like. Maybe even like something downtown that's like a, a, a market or something like that. Organic yeah. food market would do really well here. Well, that, that's what I mean by mom and pop is not necessarily like mom and pop, the older general idea of it. I mean more along the lines of like you walk into a business and the essence of personal service is still there. The pride of ownership like, is still there. Well, dude, like a mom and pop is like a family-owned business. I work like I work for a family-owned business, but they're a fucking a million-dollar corporation. Well, yeah, but they're still mom and pop. Because, they are mom and pop. That's what I'm saying because they have the pride of service. There's they, the, they, the pride of ownership. They do, and, and the personal service. They, they have that. That's part of it, but it's definitely it's being family-owned. Well, it's yeah, it's not being a corporation. But that's but that's what I mean. Like when you walk, into you can a be a big time. Yeah, that's a corporation. That's yeah. that's a big box retail corporation. But that's what I mean. Like when you walk into a Walmart, do you get that essence of pride of ownership? No, personal no, but service. That's part, of, that's part of yeah. That's part of being like working for a company that that started from nothing and yeah. not and it didn't end up trading like selling out and trading. Like there are still some companies that are family owned that are on the stock market. I wouldn't say it's selling out, but yeah. like you know, the, like I said, my company, like the the guy who fucking the the president of the company's office is right down the hall from me. And I was working for a company that's a big time corporation that you know I've never fucking seen the yeah, president. Yeah, met the anybody yeah. higher than your probably yeah. your district manager. You know, I have yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, right now I have my president, my vice president, all these people that are big time head honchos of this company right right down the hall. Yeah, that they, I see every day that are nice people. But so that's what I'm. That's they what I'm are big, bringing to the big, liking about big time. They're a big time company, big time diesel company. So that you know, it it makes it like it's. 
like you said, they, these type of companies can survive, and they've built up. Depends on what you're selling and where you're selling and that type of stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying is that it's like I'm 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 more along the lines of talking about how I, I like the uh, the the ability. You know what I mean? That the whole craft wave is actually coming back. You know what I mean? You're starting to see more of the mom and pops coming back yeah. instead of going to the store and like you know, for example, at the farmers market the other day, I tasted some really great olive oil that came from you know bread that was made here by a baker in town yeah, but there, also fresh pressed olives there's a lot of there's right a lot of, town. of there's a lot of different stuff that you know we live in an area that there's a lot of a lot of people get into olives i, I every time i you know christmas time comes around and my dad's talking with all his, his farmer cousins they they talk about all that shit and this last year they were talking about olives and walnuts yeah that, a lot of people are a lot of these grape farmers are switching over to walnuts and olives because it's less maintenance and it's easier to grow and shit like that. Oh yeah, the profit right now is up because people are fucking buying that shit. People are making walnut butter and all this different shit up with walnuts. Yeah, and now the demand is higher and like you said, olive oil. Uh, the the craft olive oil is bigger than a lot of people think. That's it what really I'm saying. Is big and you are a big cooking nerd, so you get that. You see all yeah. the types of olive oil and yeah, a lot of that shit is coming from this area. A lot of people are growing olives out of this area, and and walnuts up in fuck Walnut Grove is all walnut farms up there. That's what I'm. That's why it's called Walnut Grove. Yeah, that's, that's why. why it's I, that's Grove, why I man. like it because it's you know what I mean. It just it brings along the the craft. I think the craft industry brings along a lot of wave of change. You know, it. I'm not saying that the craft industry brought along what I would consider the the title of New Napa Valley to Lodi, not just because we're the Zen capital of the world, but, and, and also because Napa caught on fire, but the, the major flood of the craft and the artisan into town had something to do with that because what was it? I mean, we've lived here our whole lives. Yeah. Six, seven years ago, there well, were nowhere near as many wineries Lodi, as there Lodi, are now today. Well, the, no, no, there, there, there's always been a lot of wineries ar around this area. There's always been Michael David. There's always been the Woodbridge winery. Yeah, no, but what we've had, the, we have like something over 50 now. Yeah, they, it's grown exponentially it's, it's, in the past it's couple of years. It's definitely grown. It um, it's grown over time. Oh yeah, and it's been it's been a process definitely. Um, the thing about Lodi that's really weird is like there is a lot of wine here, but there's not a lot for those tourists that come here to do. That's what and, I'm saying. And the problem is Napa has the things for the tourists to do. Yeah. So there's a reason to come there, and for some reason they don't want to change that. So it, you know, it, but there are different things that there, there are things that are coming that are helping to that. And, you know, yeah, like our bowling alley you know, will be bowling. what done next year or this year? T uh, two years, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be f uh, fall next but there's year. There's also, have you seen, dude? Me and Cody, have you seen the mock for the new science museum they're building downtown? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's crazy what dude, they're starting to do with all the renovated space have and you everything seen, that they're no, going to gentrify. Have you seen the blueprint though of what they're doing? Yeah, what they're going to add to the science museum downtown. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I absolutely insane. I think they're taking out all those old buildings along along um, the other sides. Yeah, no, right, right. You know where Hard Luck is? Mm -hmm. I think all those buildings, all those old buildings, including Hard Luck and the hair salon on the corner. I think all those buildings are gone. Because the way that the blueprint was, the science museum is right there on Pine. Mm -hmm. It took and, up the whole block, and, and they took they took the street out for some little park area that's like a walkway that leads into the science museum. And it looks like they're going to turn that whole parking garage into like an observatory. And so shit. they're going to tear down the parking garage that they built no more than like eight years ago, nine they're, years ago. It l from where the blueprint was, we were looking at the streets, mm -hmm. and it was the science museum is on, I believe. It's it it runs along 
It's Sacramento Street, mm-hmm. and it runs along Pine and Elm. Okay. And on Sacramento, it was like all da- like gone. Like the street was gone, and that was like a park and a yeah. walkway. Mm-hmm. And then where the front of the Science Museum is now was like the entrance and then you go in where the parking garage is is this giant fucking observatory and shit and then it like pine and elm run along the way and where the arch is you know that's it would take up that whole section and it's like this nice little entryway park that leads into the and then when you go inside it's this giant observatory it was i was looking at this shit like this is what they're planning to do with the science museum downtown and they got like a 1.3 million dollar like budget from the government from the state. I believe it. So I was I like, mean, holy shit, we, dude, like this is real. So I mean, yeah, think I mean, about they're, like you said, uh, they're gentrifying and big that time. may lead to more tourism and they oh, need big to like, time. they need, they need to do something, you know, build, build another fucking hotel. Like they're extending the holiday Inn out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they need to build another fucking hotel and they need to build it in an area that the tourists are at, not, over they, they need to build they need to they need to build a hotel downtown yeah somewhere in, in an old strip probably where where the old star motel was where it caught on fire if they tore out that whole strip of buildings yeah. and put a hotel right and there fucking like it's gonna be hard to police that area but they're gonna have to because when that bowling alley comes up that can't be the fucking because that's technically kind of right there on the cusp of being yeah it's a on the border area. yeah and they're gonna have to fucking fix that if they're gonna want to bring. I think they'll put in. honestly. I think that they'll they'll do what most inner cities do now, and they'll put active security cameras out up on the street corners, so that way if any crime does go well, down, it's new, it's monitored yeah, and video twenty four seven. It's new, it's new, so they're gonna protect it. Make that's sure. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but they're gonna have to clean that. That's like the homeless alley right there because it's right down the street from the Salvation Army. I think they'll move the Salvation Army. They're gonna have to. Yeah, because they have to move it to a bigger building because it's packed every night and they don't. Have room, but that well, then that people that brings sleep in, in their trailers and shit outside because they don't have room. Yeah, because then that that brings into question now if they're going to move the Salvation Army, that's a prime spot to put a new parking garage. If they're going to get rid of that parking garage, well, they're already building parking for that section too. Though it's it's going to be a big lot. I read that for the yeah, as I say, for that bowling, bowling alley, alley with how much traffic it's it's it going to draw. That's going to be crazy for congest. That's going to congest hey, dude, downtown I don't know big time. Where you, where you can find it, but you got to look up the blueprint for that shit because it's nuts. I was like. I was confused. I was like, if those are those buildings that's like along the street of Hard Luck, that's crazy because that's all gone. And those are all like historical buildings. Yeah, those are all originals. So it's like, fuck. I want somebody to do something with the Sunset Hotel if we're going to get on the subject of historical buildings. That needs to be revitalized back into something. Nobody will ever do anything. I've already like, I think that it would be awesome as like do what they originally did and have it be like a, a... a theater. And so I'm saying it, it needs to be play. a live music venue, something no, where you could. It can't be a live music venue. It'll never, never work because all the neighbors, the noise shit. All the houses be, that are right there in the back. You'd have to be out by by ten o'clock. You'd never have. You'd never have any like they don't want parking or anything. Like I think it'd be perfect as as a fucking movie theater, man. But not a movie theater like the one in Lodi, like an art house movie theater that plays older movies and indie, indie films. movies and stuff like yeah. that. And maybe if it fits two theaters, you have two rooms and, you know, next door. Oh, they, I've been inside there. It's only worth one. Yeah, so you put one one screen in there and, and it, it plays old shit and it plays, like, it, it plays indie shit and you have, like, a little craft beer yeah. area. Like the inside of that movie theater. You remember the movie theater that we went to in Stockton when we saw The Hateful Eight? No, that's Sack, the tower. Yeah, the Sack Tower. So yeah. think the, the that movie theater is, like, a quarter of that size. So It'd if you be like, like, It'd be like Bob Hope, but a little bit smaller. 
There's yeah. No upper level. It, yeah. There's no. There's no upper level, yeah. and it's maybe it's maybe twenty five seats wide with a with a with a like a wingspan of an alley walkway yeah, in the middle. Well, see, you know the thing about the sunset is they it, the price on it's too high. All the back taxes and everything well, on it, all, I couldn't imagine. Everything is too high. They want to sell it, and there's like a thing on it. Like if if a, you it's buy, a lean. If you buy it, no, no, no. There, it, there's like a you know, if you buy it, you have to tear it down. Oh, okay. So they they actually put that clause. There's on like it a now. clause on it that if you buy it, you have to demolish it. There's okay. No refurbishing. That's interesting. Because of the homeowner society, some shit Makes along sense. the lines of that. Makes sense, but then same what would they with do with Ander- that? Same then? thing with Anderson's Bakery next door. The same person owns both buildings, because it, for a long time there were multiple people that wanted to buy that and turn it into a music venue, tear the Anderson Bakery down, and use that as the parking lot. Yeah. And it was always shut down by the fucking homeowners. Yeah, the noise ordinances and those people run the fucking area. They want that. They want it gone. They think yeah. it's an eyesore. Those people fucking why, hate it, but I, it's a historical on one like, of the most iconic remember, streets of the city. I remember looking city. it up, and and it opened in like '46 or some shit like that. And the first movie that played at it was like a World War II movie or some shit. Yeah, and I was like, how awesome would it be to remodel this place? Somehow get your hands on that movie, and on the opening day you play that fucking movie. The same movie, the same have a, movie a that rebirth opened, of yeah, the movie theater. To, and it was a big deal like when it opened back in the day. It opened and people fucking like they shut the street down and people came and like cuz it was a big deal. That was yeah. a big fucking deal. It that was, was what the first one of the first major buildings in Lodi itself aside from the, the post and, office. And to have a theater, you know, yeah. it's a big deal to have a movie theater back at that time, you know, you you have you have the pictures coming to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was crazy. And like yeah, I, I remember looking like there's not a lot on it online, but there's a couple good, you know, bills of w- what movies played there. And I got a shot of like that there. Uh, I used to have a picture on my phone of the birds like on the marquee and stuff like that in the 60s. So I was like, that's pretty cool, you know. But I did find it in the newspaper, like uh, a thing from from them of the first movie. It was some war movie. And yeah, it was in the 40s or the 50s, something along the lines of that. But I, I mean, yeah, that that would be cool, dude. Um I'd be impressed with that if they really get to do it. But, you know, like you said, the odds of that happening is just not, it's not going to happen, you know? No, I and mean, I mean, I wish it's it really would. It's really not going to happen. The, uh, but like you said, I mean, like you were talking in, in the craft culture coming back and all that kind of shit. And like you said, there there are people that would are, kill would kill to have a building like that yeah. with that history. Well, fuck, man, there's another building in, in town. Like, uh, I know listeners are probably going to be like, if you don't live in this area, you're going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? But there's yeah. another building in this town that, off Lockford Street, um, kind of towards like Foster Freeze mm-hmm. by the school. Yeah, it's an old. It looks like an old auto shop. It has two bay doors and a little and a. It's on the corner right by California. You know where the burger shop is? On yeah, I know. Right, right, it's right across right the, the street the first, from yeah, that. Right the white, the, street, the white, it's a white one. building. It's got two bay doors and next a little, to the. It's got the area. brown law office building yeah, behind little, it. Little little office space right next, like right like two windows. You know, shop. That's where you come in and two bay doors. Yeah, it's like. That looks like a perfect spot for a little mechanic shop. Yeah, like it was on a tire the, store or something. On the side of town that has no mechanics, on the side of town that's a bunch of houses that could, you know, could possibly thrive having a mechanic closer to this side of town. 
and well, it's, it's probably, probably why it shut down. And it's probably because all the homeowners in the area don't like. Yeah, they don't want to hear people working on cars. The crime they that, that probably draws. They, they don't want to have all the cars parked in that lot. They don't want to have all the mess. They don't want to have the possibility of fire. They don't want to have loud cars coming and picking up oil. They don't want to have any of this kind of shit. Yeah. And it's like, and then the building just sits there because the the rent on it or the lease on it is too fucking high, and nobody pays. And like you, you can't the use it for it, really anything and else. You can't use it for anything else. And it's like, what business would you open there? Because yeah, uh, right it was literally designed like for yeah. some shit. What the fuck? It was designed you... specifically for that type, that type of work, of and so you and can't. It's like, but then you think about the craft brew and all that kind of shit, and it's kind of in a shitty area. But it'd be a cool little spot to have, like yeah, you, a little bar to go you, into. You you could kind of do what they they did downtown when they they took the giant tire. And oh, and you're talking about Idle Beer Co. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never been there, but I haven't been there they, yet either they, myself. They have they turn an old fucking tire shop into yeah because now that you say that that'd be that'd be a nice little like if you had a little uh like a four four distill you know what yeah, i mean thing in there with, little, a, with a little rollout smoker just, and barbecue or some, yeah or just some some small that you can you know but yeah you, a little air-conditioned bar yeah, you not, could sit in inside for for a lot of people in there but i mean yeah and people just still you wouldn't be able to pull it off because nobody wants anything on that side of town exactly it's, just, it's a quiet neighborhood nobody you know it's, yeah though that that would make a really tight spot for like a little small like you like the little hole in the wall restaurants that you see like in Brooklyn where you go yeah. in and the bar's big enough to sit like Some, eight people and that's some, it. Something that, yeah, something that you go in and, yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck. It's tight, it's cozy, you know, yeah. you're going to get some good food, a good drink. Yeah, I went to a place like that in fucking, in Boston that my, or Philly that my dad found and it was, yeah, we, it was fucking, they only fucking sat probably 20 people. That's what I'm saying. That, and that, it was, it was down the, a couple steps and it was, yeah, I don't even know what type of food, uh, food it was. It was pretty, I don't think it was like, a, it wasn't Italian or anything. It was like just grubby it bar was food, just, yeah? No, it was, it wasn't even a bar. It was a fancy restaurant. Okay. It was like a steakhouse, but it was fucking like, you a know, hobble hole steakhouse. It, it was like a place that like, you know, the shit was expensive. Yeah. It was good eating, but it was like, t- you know, they, it was like, you have, we only have 20 seats. And they're all fucking taken. And we were yeah. just two of us, so we were lucky enough to get into a small table. Okay. But the whole fucking place was packed. And it was tiny and tucked away into nowhere. And it was like, okay, this place right here. And my dad found it because he liked to eat at good restaurants. So that's how it always was. When Your dad just on. sniffing them down from out of state. Well, every single time, dude, we'd go on vacation anywhere we'd go, he would ha- he would find like the top steakhouse mm-hmm. and we'd have to go. And... I remember in Philly we ate at two. Pl- it was that that place, the tucked away place, and then we ate at this place that was like downtown, that was like in the business area, that looked like it was in a building, like like an office building. Office building, yeah. Those are always and, some good places too. And dude, the steak, the steak on the menu, like the cheapest steak was like sixty bucks. That's what I'm talking so about. So I remember like the most expensive was the most expensive cut was probably like ninety six bucks or something like that, ninety seven oh, bucks. And uh, I remember we both got cuts of steak that were like you know 75 bucks each and it was some of the i, I would put that on like the best steak i've ever had ever in had my life. that was like top and choice like, usda and grade. everything else that came with it sidewise was like the best thing you, you'll ever have so it was like you know it, but that's just fucking you're as, talking about as, as i know how you are as a foodie that's like something that you know yeah you'd like if if only i could remember some of the places i know some of the restaurants that they went to in vegas that like my dad every single time in Mandalay Bay there's a sushi restaurant yeah. that he would go to every time and it's not just sushi it's sushi and and Japanese cuisine and all that kind of shit but it's okay, fucking okay. Michelin rated five star shit oh and so I they're remember, not fucking around no, over no there. they're not fucking around and I remember he took me there once 
and yeah, some of the best sushi. And I remember this is why he's such a snob with sushi. He'll go to places that he calls it fufu. Oh, this is fufu. Oh, this is fufu. <laughs> but the price he's like, and the service I'm getting isn't to qualify for this fufu. The yeah. price that I'm fucking paying. Yeah. Because when I went to Vegas, I'd pay the same price, and the fucking service is like the guy's sitting there waiting. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, you, it. do you need you know? anything? So it's like, like it. There's a different mindset when you're in like a fancy restaurant type of thing. Like they, yeah, no, that's those, understandable. Every yeah. time I've ever went to any like, and it's been a while because you know I can't afford that fucking shit. But back in when I would go with my parents, yeah, it was. I never had a bad experience with a waiter or any of that. They were always on top of their shit, and they it was like a respectful like and. Here's, you know, my dad was always wine. Yeah. Uh, where's the wine menu? And, you know, can you explain to me? And it was always like they knew their shit. And it was like I could never fucking do like that. the definition I of customer could, service yeah, right I there. I could never do that. And it's the type of, type of you know, like they know what they're talking about. It's something that it's it's top of the line. You got to be, if the food's top of the line, the service has got to be top of the line too. Yeah, because of course, of course. somebody's paying fucking 90 bucks for a steak and their fucking service isn't five stars, yeah. then... What's the point of paying ninety dollars for the steak? Exactly. That's how he looks at it. Yeah, it's well, like it's part of the price a factor. Of, a lot of younger, younger generation people don't look at it like that. And I know you would look at it, you know, because you're you are a food person and you cook and you do that kind of shit. And I know how you would be like if you're paying for something fucking top quality, you're gonna want to be, you know, yeah, served top quality. But yeah, dude, like fuck, if we're ever in Vegas, we gotta go to that place. Because oh yeah totally and I do know I do know one place that the next time we go to San Francisco I'll get the the name from my dad all right it's a Greek restaurant that he would always take my mom to and he took me there once and yeah it was really fucking good I do some Greek food I do some it's, Greek food and, big and time it's, it's like five star shit like it's it's good good fucking eating but it's it's all Greek and it's like you know he would go there because he eat the cappuccino that he would get. Would be the best cappuccino. He he's like it's the best, dude. I'll tell you this something right now, dude. Something about the, the the Greeks, the Turkish and Iranians, dude. They do something with their coffee, like the way they make coffee. I'm I don't know what it is, but it's 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 otherworldly, dude. Arab, like I've Arabic coffee, yeah. It, and I've all ne- kind of, never had any coffee that come anywhere near close to that. And it's like it's all different. I'm a I'm a big coffee guy. You're you're a bigger coffee guy than I am, and I usually like. When it comes to coffee, I'm more of like there are two two go tos for me, and it's either Colombian or or Arabic, and I prefer Arabic because a lot of Arabic types of coffee are it's the nice like mixture of of sweet and then bitter types uh, depending on what you get. There's always a no. sweet tone to it. And then it gets bitter, and I like the bitter, the, the bitter aftertaste. But I like the, you know, it's it's, it's easy to get down because yeah, the roll on with the sweet in the first. But there are, you know, Colombian Colombian coffee is more cocoa based, so it yeah. has a more dark chocolatey tone, and it's real bitter all the way through, you know. And there's not a lot; it's a lot of cocoa, ba- like yeah, it smells delicious, but it's really bitter. I'm not talking about like hot chocolate; I'm talking about straight cocoa. If you put like that cow, yeah. yeah, that shit is fucking strong and it's bitter, and you know, oh yeah. So that coffee, you know, it'll pick you up, but it's you got to put a little bit of fucking sugar mm, cream something. in there or something yeah. because it's take the edge it's off. Strong, you know, that's strong black coffee right there. Oh yeah, 
but I mean, we we went down the rabbit hole with food and all that. But we definitely talked about craft stuff. Uh, let's get into the Game of Thrones shit because you wrap I think this we up. can. Yeah, I think we can riff for another fifteen or twenty about Game of Thrones and I'm about how I've never seen the TV show except we, for ads. Like I said in the beginning, you put put it as. As we are, the we one, are, yeah, we are part of the one percent of the population that's never one, seen. We're this. part of the one percent that's never seen Game of Thrones. I've seen, I've seen more than Eric. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen nothing. I've seen some clips, and I've seen some episodes just being at like friends' house and stuff like that. And I didn't understand what was going on. And see, this, this is the thing. I was trying to, uh, I, I was going to explain it when me and Eric were, were talking back and forth about what we wanted to talk about. But I was like, I'll save it until we actually talk. Here's. Here, there are shows that I have watched that are midway through, you know, they're three or so, four episodes, or three or four seasons in, and I'm at a friend's house and I see an episode and I don't know what's going on, but something about it, it's like, I'm going to check this out from the beginning. Yeah. It pulls I, me yeah, in. I got to kind of watch this. I got to see and, what it's about. And one of them recently was The Sopranos. You know, I'd been seeing a lot about it and, you know, I'd never seen it as a... It's ironic you'd bring that yeah, up. As an Italian, I need to be watching The Sopranos. Why The, the old fuck? HBO series from the 90s. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's, amazing. It's a, it's a great show and I get why the hype was, was always you know, about it. That's the one show that's like, it feels stupid not not knowing it and oh, yeah. watching it. But. Game of Thrones, nothing about it when I've what I've seen got me. And a couple of weeks ago, I did watch that episode that you know everybody complained about that it was too dark. Yeah, I did turn it on because I didn't. He, this was before all the complaints, but I was skip. It was Sunday night, and I was skipping through what was on HBO, and I was all oh, Game of Thrones is on, and it's like fifteen minutes in, yeah. and I have no stake in this, so let's see what's going on. It's like, oh fuck, there's only four episodes left or three episodes left. Yeah, so I'm not, you I'm know, not gonna ruin you this. Know, you know something crazy is gonna happen, and, yeah. and supposedly this show's all it's about the end. Yeah, so supposedly this show's all about fucking blood and guts and sex and dragons and shit. So okay, I'm, so I'm in. Can I pause you right there? This is why I said it was ironic that you brought up the Sopranos because Game of Thrones is literally nothing but a medieval version of the Sopranos. If you paid attention to it, all they did was add dragons and take it back a couple centuries. I, I mean, if I watched Game of Thrones, well, no, Game of Thrones is a lot of political shit though, like political strategy, so, and from from the stuff I've I've seen and from what I've read, there's a lot of political stuff in that and. There isn't much of that in. I've only watched three three seasons of Sopranos. There isn't much of that. It's just mainly mobster type of shit and hierarchy and the. Well, mob. It's, it's mob political, but, not political not, the other way. Yeah, but it's there. There's not war like there is in politics and conquering and stuff like that. There, well, yeah. there is in Game of Thrones. That's more Game of Thrones to me. I should be into it because I love Lord of the Rings, but I'm not. And I watched that episode. That I watched part of it. That was too dark. It wasn't too dark for me because my brightness is really high up on the screen yeah. for video games and shit. So it wasn't that dark for me, but I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And there's this fucking chick just killing hella people. I'm like, who the hell is this? I have no stake in this. I don't care. I don't know Why who is she, she is. killing people? Why is I she don't so give badass? A sh- and then they killed the fucking ice guy that I thought was hella cool looking. I was like, the fucking uh, the cheap ripoff of Darth Maul. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, killed yeah, him, guy. and I was like, I thought this guy was a main character. So yeah, I was I've like, seen him okay, in ads. I don't fucking know. But I will say, um, I mean, I've heard all the complaints, and I'll 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 kind of weave this in. Is uh, as a wrestling fan, I'm going to use some wrestling terms here. Is <laughs> all right. Hit me apparently, with it. not the last episode, but the episode before last, uh-huh. a main heel in the show, which is a bad guy, uh-huh. turned to a babyface, which is a good guy. Uh-huh. And a main babyface turned to a heel. Uh-oh. So this is typical wrestling stuff. Yeah. And people were not happy. Oh, I bet people, people were very happy. not happy that Jon Snow, the babyface of the show, 
turned heel on the second to last episode, and the other fucking chick who's the lead heel of the show turns babyface. So they did a double switch. They did a double turn, guys. It's like a double agent. They dude. did a double turn, and, and fans couldn't fucking take it. But they were not happy with that. And it's like, and then the, I can understand, like, I was talking to some people that are fans of it about the finale, and they were explaining to me kind of how it worked. And I was like, I get it, but why are you fucking so pissed? I mean, there are people coming up with petitions about this shit, dude. Have you heard about that? Yeah, no, I saw that because of the, uh, my, my favorite thing is, is that the directors had just made so much money towards the end of that from everything that they sold or merchandise. They literally just didn't give a fuck about the Starbucks cup that they left on no, table in scene. And the water bottle and like but, two but episodes later. Is that they literally just didn't give so many fucks by the end that people are literally signing that's, petitions that's, yeah. to have it rewritten. Oh, no. People people want it rewritten and, re- and, and reshot, and, recast, and, like, and it's like it's crazy the, the fucking absurdity of that. Like, what kind of fucking person are you that you're you, taking Game of Thrones that seriously? I mean, honestly, man, really, like, is that like when a we li- get is it down, a lifestyle now? When we get down to brass tacks about things, what kind of life do you live if you think that you're important enough to create a petition? To refilm the last season of Game of Thrones, uh, you're, uh, that's what I'm saying. The I, amount uh, of fucking it, yeah. narcissism in that is absolutely mind blowing. No, like, that's what I'm saying. It's comical, it's just like, man. We it's get it. Fucking, it sucks, but you didn't in- you didn't enjoy it, dude. You yeah. know what's funny is we were speaking about the Sopranos. People talked mad shit on the finale of The Sopranos. Oh yeah, and now it's like one of the best people. They go back and watch it later. Yeah, it's like critically acclaimed and now. as one of the best. Yeah, so. You can look at like shows like Lost as fuck. Lost has a horrible ending. Like Lost is just a whole different embodiment. And it has of, a horrible ending. Yeah, but it doesn't make you not like the show. Like, yeah, but people are just fucking bagging on this shit. It's funny, and it's like to me, it, it, I saw some memes going around. And it's like Breaking Bad is like nine point five on on IMDb or some shit, or eight point five, and yeah. and fucking Game of Thrones is eight point four. Or whatever, it's right underneath it, and it's like Heisenberg up top. Like I win, you know. It's like shit like that because yeah. Breaking Bad is a better show. Oh, it's and mass. And I, and it's I have, so much better. It's like that's that is one show that I saw an episode, one episode, like third season. And I was like, "What is this?" Oh, it's Breaking Bad. And I was like, "Oh, I've heard about this." Yeah. And then I binged watched the whole thing. Absolutely loved it, and have not went back and watched it again because I don't want to ruin that original like i have the box set yeah just for collector's purposes yeah you don't and i've wanna... seen the finale like three or four times and i've seen like the episode the fly yeah. a couple times i've probably seen that's, it a, good, that's, that's a good of, episode that's one of the better episodes i've seen it like yeah. three or four times but i have not went back and watched the entire series because i don't want to ruin that that original feeling i had of like this is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. That's what I was saying about Breaking Bad because the first time I watched Breaking Bad, it was completely by accident. I was living in San Diego at the time. I was still in the Navy. I'd gotten off of work one day. I'd gone home. It was Friday. I was like just thumbing through Netflix looking for something to watch. And I saw the pilot for Breaking Bad and I saw that it was like 45 minutes long and I thought it said an hour and 45 minutes and I played it. And I was all like, you know, if the 45 minutes, yeah, something? thought thought it was a movie. And I was like, yeah. what the hell did I just watch a short movie? Come to find out it's got four more episodes yeah. behind it. And I was just like, from then I was yeah. hooked. I was like, I cannot wait for the next season. Yeah, and it, it, I was and on it. It's such a, such a good fucking show. Even episodes that drag, it's like, it's just storytelling though. And it wraps up in such a nice way. It's like oh, yeah. the whole fucking series. He's, 
he's telling his wife, like, I'm only doing this for you. Like, I'm about to die. I'm only doing this for you. Yeah. And then the final episode, she he goes to say that. And she cuts him off and says, don't fucking tell me one more time that you did this for us. You did this. And he just cuts her off and goes, I did it for me. Yeah, I did it for me. That And then he references the first episode about, you know, back at, at the birthday party, you know, and it's just like, I needed, like, something. Yeah. It's like. It's just like, and I got a rush that I, it's like, and then you fucking, he finally admits to being like this piece of shit that the audience knows. Yeah. And this facade that he, this mask that he wears in front of his family and all this kind of shit, but he's a real fucking like royal piece of shit. Oh yeah. And you finally get him to admit it. And you're like, because he's a narcissist too. Yeah. And he's and manipulative. And, 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 yeah. Like all the all crap the, he gets Jesse to do. Oh, oh. everything. Everything. Yeah. He's, he's just a crazy manipulative narcissist and he finally admits it. And you're like, okay, like that scene it's alone right there. Done. And it's like, people always complained about his wife in that show. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that scene right there is so fucking good. And it wraps up all that drama. They, Cause they've had, they, the, the storytelling they told between them throughout the five seasons. Yeah. was all like, that tension of her dealing with all of his bullshit. Yeah. Like dealing with him becoming a fucking hardcore drug dealer and putting up with all of it and managing all of it. And then when shit went sour, she had to deal with all of it. Oh yeah. So it's like that culminated in him finally admitting that he was the asshole in that situation. And that, you know, here's where the bodies of Hank is buried and Oh, Gomez, you know, Gomez here, here's where they're at. Yeah. And, you know, just I forget what else happened. He does something where you know here's the like it, here's the money, you know, and blah blah blah, and then he's off. You know, that's just, yeah. it's it was as easy as that. But that just the whole the whole ending of that show is perfect, fucking perfect. With and I mean I I I think they're making like a they're making a movie about it about Jesse's life after years later. That's what I was just about ready to ask you. Yeah, is they, since they made the uh, the uh, the Better Call Saul series that ended up with him working as the Cinnabon manager yeah, and tied yeah. in how he actually ended up into that. I was wondering, yeah, did you yeah. think that they were actually going to do something with Jesse's end story? I, no, they're 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 definitely it's in it's in pre production. They're definitely making something that um, the the people that were involved in Breaking Bad are making. You know, it's a lot a lot similar to what they're doing with. <laughs> Sopranos. Okay. They're making a Sopranos like prequel movie. So and the lead up to what? So it's going to be TV about series. young Tony yeah. and his relationship with with Frank and all those people that you see kind of in the first. Yeah, the season. boys, all the all the yeah. original OG yeah, cast. So because Gandolfini passed away, they mm-hmm. can't they can't, can't bring him yeah, back. They can't obviously, make a, a, something. So they had to do a prequel. Yeah. But they're doing a Breaking Bad thing with Jesse, and it's going to be like five to ten years later. And something along the lines of that. So I don't know. It's 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 still in like development, but I don't know how that's going to go over. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? If if they got back original writers and Vince Gilligan and all that kind of shit, it it I have faith that'll be good no. because those guys know what they're doing. And even Better Call Saul was entertaining. It was not the same show, and they didn't try to make it the same show. It was that's more of a, it was more of a comedy, like a dark yeah. comedy. And that was the cool thing. Because like, that's what Saul is. Yeah, he is a walking dark comedy. Yeah, he was the he was the comedic element of Breaking yeah. Bad. He was the one there for for the comedic ha- relief he, and the tension. He, he had he had a lot of important roles, but he was definitely the comic relief there. He was to lighten up the mood. Oh yeah, most so, definitely. Yeah, his his show got you got backstory of characters that you wanted, and there's definitely some stuff that goes on in that show that's you know violent, but yeah. it's more of a dark comedy if anything. Most definitely. 
But yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, man. People people are just ridiculous with Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's all these TV shows. People were uh, True Detective was one that I the I showed you the first season. No, yeah. and the first season's like you know cult classic with people. The second season people shit on, which I enjoyed, but the finale was really bad. Yeah, they didn't cap it off like they should. But this last season they just did in January and February was fucking amazing, and people were shitting on the ending of that. And I was just like, well, people just want to have a reason to complain, especially if it's like, and if it's trending number one, and it's all negative. Oh, there's always going to be a bandwagon of something it's negative. All, but it's all negative, like, and it's like you got it to trend, and it's all negative. That's what I'm saying. Because it's trending, it's so going to get don't negative. Give a fuck, like no. that kind of, and that's what like I laugh about the shit when it comes to the political people because no. a lot of the people on the political left come up with a fancy little hashtag for Trump every day. And it's like number one trend, and it's like all you're doing is like spread, like you're 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 spreading his name around, like oh hashtag impeach Trump, it does yeah. nothing, yeah. and just because people are tweeting it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Like it's just you've got one word to fucking trend, and people are jumping on the bandwagon and tweeting about it. Yeah, and it's just fucking it's stupid. It's just, it's just a big ass people do a, this, an yeah. attention grab these people, days. People it's pretty much that. what it is. People do that shit on everything. No, it's like, and it's yeah, it's all the negative shit. It's just fucking. My fe- my feelings got hurt. Everybody's got to know about it. Yeah, it's pretty comical, especially with a TV show, man. That's if what I'm saying. If you didn't like it, you why'd didn't you like watch it? it? Don't That's, watch it. You know, change it, the channel. Yeah, it, go rewatch an I old can, TV show. I, I get it. Like, as you know, I, go listen to a podcast. As a yeah. Go, go listen to a podcast. Go listen to a podcast. Shit. You don't like Game of Thrones I so mean, much. Like as a wrestling fan, I get it because I watch wrestling and and re- sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's really bad. Yeah, but have and you ever like, but have rest- you ever started a petition because no. you took a wrestling match no. so personally no. No, that you no, no, wanted a belt? Oh, the change. show was fucking so bad. No, I just turned it off that's, or I skipped through it. That's what I'm saying. DVR. That's what the, that's what the difference is. You know, and like there are people I talk about this all the time. There are wrestling fans that they just they can't. They they bitch about or they nitpick and they bitch about the show every weekend. It's like you don't have to watch it. Yeah, if you know what you're Go gonna get. get. You yeah. know what you're gonna get. You know you're gonna get a piece of shit every Monday on Raw. You know you're gonna get a fucking three hour show that drags. Yeah. That's why you have DVR. Yeah, you can skip through the good shit or skip through the bad, bad shit, shit and watch the good shit. Yeah, you know. And most what of the you time, really you're came skipping here for. through two and a half hours of bad shit. Yeah. So it's like, it, there's if you don't like something. Don't watch yeah, it. Change it. There's plenty if of stuff out there. Something's bothering you. Don't watch it. Yeah, like, it's not like you even got to be on TV anymore with all the ways if, people yeah. have YouTube channels right now. If I mean, you feel a, like you got stake in something that much. You got a problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's like seriously. That's what I'm saying. You got a problem, man. Just a little bit of a problem. Don't know how much, but a little bit of one. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Oh shit, man. We've been going for a good hour now. And good hour. Good hour. Yeah, nice, solid this, hour. Yeah, dude. And we this this was fun. We got into some good nice stuff. variable spread. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I I feel like this is a good time to wrap it up. Uh, we can. Um. What I'm de- you're definitely coming back. I mean, we'll oh, yeah, we'll get you definitely. back and and yeah, we just there's certain people that that you have that type of like you know you just yeah. talk and we just talk like this one was one of the ones that we didn't you just kind of briefed me barely and then we just went and we talked and yeah. that's how how it usually is so yeah um, a nice little little medley of some some <laughs> yeah, personal yeah, and some, some learning here yeah exactly so i mean um you can uh you can follow the show on uh on twitter and on facebook it's at loser hour and then we're on 
like Spotify and and Stitcher and SoundCloud. So uh, those uh, whatever link you you go to, you know, you'll find it. You'll click on it. It's on the. It'll be on the Facebook. It'll be on the Twitter. So whatever social media you have, follow there, and you know, share that shit. So until next time, you know, it was fun, Eric. It was fun, Johnny. Was fun. We'll be we'll be back again for sure. Yep.